0: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
2: Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business. Whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com, and we are offering you a free trial so you can check it out for yourself. You can go to audibletrial.com/slash businessgrowth, sign up for that trial, and check out all of the audio content that's available to you. It is so much more than audiobooks. Even though if it was only audiobooks, it would still be fabulous. But boy, is there a lot going on over there. Over the years, uh, the Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast um, has gained recognition as a great resource for small business owners, sales professionals, business leaders of all kinds. Uh, We are included on lists of the best podcasts to listen to, and that is because of the guests. Uh, These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Today is no different. Today, my guest is Al Zenick. A nationally acclaimed speaker, best-selling author, and industry-leading wealth advisor for over 30 years, Al teaches how to live the life you want now and in the future by finding cash flow opportunities in everyday decisions to build wealth and work fewer years in life. Al is the former president, CEO, and founder of Trous Wealth Management, the financial planning firm, successfully sold to Mercer Advisors in 2018. Al's the author of Master Cash Flow, The Key to Grow and Retain Wealth, and also Master Your Business Cash Flow, Grow the Company You Love, Live the Life You Want Now. Thanks so much for joining me today, Al.
0: Yeah, Diane, it's been a thrill to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to have you here today. We're going to be talking about um, a team of advisors and I am asked so often by people about this topic that I am really um, excited to get your uh, your take on all of this um, and and I'd like to start with who do you think should be on someone's on a business's uh, team of advisors
0: um, you know it's a for for personal it's one but for business you're right it's sort of like almost two teams but the there's an outside team there's a team like you depend on like your um your cpa a banker um it could be an insurance advisor a pension person for for your business there's a lot of outside advisors now in business though i think you have this other team and it's really the two or three people the top management of your team that help you run your, your your business so there's really two teams, but there's an outside team and there, there's a team that you have basically working for you.
1: Wow, that's great. Okay, so let's talk about the inside team. Okay. Okay. So is that the, the other people at the, at the top of the organization? Like who's on that team?
0: Um, Okay, so, you know, it all depends what size your business is. But let's say you have, uh, let's say you have a business, you have an office manager, or maybe a a head accountant in your company. Maybe you have a, a chief financial officer. There's at least two or three people that are on what I call your exec team. They're the ones you huddle with, the ones you get together to basically discuss strategy issues and, and, and resolve, resolve the, those particular things. So like, for example, my, my firm, we had about 28 people in it. I had a chief financial officer. I had a, a, a chief of operations and myself. And that was my exact team. And to me, you want a good championship caliber team. You want the best people there for you because uh, they're gonna help you make better decisions. Help me, you're gonna help you grow the business better. And if you read my books, It's also, you're gonna make sure that you have, um, how can I say, the the correct amount of cash flow to make sure that you're paying your bills, you're living the life you want, and someday you can retire.
1: Okay, so I love this idea of a championship team of advisors. I guess uh, if someone's listening to this and they've got those people in place, is there a way that they can rate, like who's on their team now to see if they have a championship team?
0: Sure. In fact, you know, mo- most people, if they have a company, they eventually develop some sort of personnel system where they can give them a personnel review, quarterly, semi-annually, or annually. And, uh, and basically, the best thing to do is to make sure you are rating your, your, uh, your exec team or your, your championship team of uh, inside people. But people, this is where people make mistakes in business, is they don't have the same process their outside team they don't have a they don't have a way to rate their banker their accountant their insurance person their investment advisor pension advisor and these people are just as important as that inside team if they don't help you make the correct decisions um you may not make the cash flow that you you wish or they're like a ball in a chain they can have you work harder and longer in life and really not meet your your potential
1: wow Okay, so how do, you, how, do you, how do you recognize a good player or a bad player?
0: Uh, well, okay, so again, if, if you're inside team uh, and you're going through your personal reviews, have they met their goals? Have they done yeah. their job properly? Uh, more specifically, do they do their work on time? Are they proactive? Are they enthusiastic? Uh, are, are they, have they bought into the vision of your company? That's your inside team your outside team of, 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 of experts, is uh, are they proactive again? Is your accountant calling you up during the year to give you tax, tax ideas? Uh, what was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? Is your banker coming around and making sure things are okay? And, but we, we don't have a way, most people have a way to rate those people. And I think you should develop something uh, of a rating system just like you do for your inside personnel to rate to rate the people you have to make sure you have the best players.
1: Okay, so so you create a system and then do you rate them annually you know or or on a sort of evolving sort of way? Well, there's no one
0: particular correct way but the way I've developed it for my outside team is you know I give them a, a, a rating of A, B, and C, and uh, and I, I'm going to use a baseball analogy. I happen to be a I was a big baseball fan at one time, and um, and you know what you 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 say to yourself: Is this an A player? Is this a superstar in your team? Uh, do they answer the phone all the time? Do they get their work done properly? Uh, are they uh, do they know you? Do they know the business? Have they provide you with, with valuable advice? So you might rate them an A. Now, a B means you know, they're a good player, they're okay. Uh, maybe you're on the lookout, and by the way, you can have A minus, B plus, whatever. Uh, but you may want to, if you find a better player for that position, you replace them. But a C player, a C player is the one that makes the errors on the team. They've made problems, they, they don't get their work done or else they've cost you money, like, uh, or they give you surprises, like you get your return on April 15th and you owe a lot. You know, those are the players that cost you money. And those are the ones, those are the people on the team you want to replace right now. So you can come up with a system like that and then basically rank the team. And if you have a lot of B plus A players, you're in good shape. You have a C player in there or, or maybe a B, a B minus. Uh, those are improvements that you have to make.
1: Interesting. And it feels to me like the inside and the outside team need to work together.
0: A Very good observation. Definitely. It's not like you have these two teams, that are not talking to each other. Uh, They have to basically work as sort of like a combined team. It's just that one does work outside, one works inside, but you are correct. Uh, If you want to be, uh, have the the best team possible, you want them to be communicating back and forth and, uh, and how can I say, making team plays together.
1: Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break, and then I have some more questions for you. Sure. Uh, Accelerate your business growth is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, um, and while you probably know that they have thousands of audiobook titles to choose from, you may not realize all the other content that um, is available, like audio, Audible originals, and podcasts, uh, guided meditations, and more. It's it's amazing how much content is there, and I know for me, one of the um, great things about it is that I can listen to whatever I want. I can switch back and forth all on the same platform. I don't have to go into one program for an audiobook and another program for a guided meditation or a podcast.
2: It's really
1: um, an outstanding uh, value. And so we are offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash Uh, Sign up for that trial and then just explore on your own. Check out the content that's there. Uh, I think you're going to be amazed and uh, pleasantly surprised. I'm also happy to announce that my new book, Succeed Without Selling, is now available in paperback. If you're a small business owner or salesperson who struggles with getting the results you're looking for, uh, pick up a copy today. You uh, can find it at any uh, book, uh, retailer, online or off. Today, we're speaking with Al Zenick about creating a championship team of advisors. So, Al, if someone identifies that they have someone on their external team, their outside team, that they really need to replace, how do they do that? Because I think this is one of the places people get tripped up, like they don't want to end a relationship, they don't want to hurt someone's feelings, you know, it's all that craziness. So. Um,
0: well, um, you are correct. Uh, some of the biggest problems uh, that I've had or I've seen with clients that have businesses, is they make excuses. They say, well, that person was good at one time and I owe them this or they're an old friend or this. Um, and they have difficulty uh, looking at how to replace them. Um, so um, I remember one time reading a book uh, on, on good, good manners. And and it said it here, when you want to give someone bad news or you want to give someone to to replace someone like this, you say, for one thing, thank you for the valuable service that you've gotten. Thank you for what you've added to to my team over these years. But then you may want to explain to them, but the, the business is now different. It's moved on. It's this. I need other expertise. And so I'm going to replace you. That is one nice way of doing it. A uh, not so nice way of doing it is just go tell them and replace them, but you do something in between. And I, I suggest if you have someone that has added value to you over the years is you have a conversation with them and just say that there's other needs the business had and you have decided to change and go to this person, but always thank them.
1: Okay, so um, you j- just said something that really hit me that as a business grows and it changes, the need for different expertise comes right. up, right?
0: Oh, that, that's very good. That's another thing. You just want to have your team and say, that's the team I'm going to have for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Your business changes, things change, your demands change, expertise changes, complexity changes. So always understand that's why you have to constantly go back and rate your team and update them. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as having the same team uh, you had today and now it's 20 years later.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Or, or if it is, then you may have had, you may have, have I say, uh, uh, you may have cost yourself some success or cash flow or, or years of working harder along the way.
1: Right, because you weren't growing and changing possibly. Right. Wow. Okay, so... Um, I think people, well, how do I want to ask this question? So do you think that it makes sense for a business owner to have their, their actual business attorney and their actual business CPA on their team of advisors or should they have a separate team like a, a well, a board that has no investment in the company you know, helping guide and make decisions.
0: Uh, That's another really good insight to this because maybe that's another expert team or, or, and you want them a championship caliber again, you want championship team, but you have these outside experts, you have inside management, but you just brought up something that I think is extremely valuable for a business and that's having a board of advisors or mentors. Uh, That could be another team or again, it can it can segment or augment into your other teams. I know after about twenty years of business, I, I formed a board of advisors, and I would tell you, I wish I did it twenty years earlier. These are mentors. You get them permission to get in your face. You you bring issues to, to them, and uh, and they have they have nothing. They have no uh, how can I say? There's no bias. You're not you you're not paying them, or if you are, you're paying them very little expenses or something. But they show up. Uh, helping you to achieve what you want in your business and personally. So uh, having a board of advisors or a series of mentors like that, as well as your outside team and as well as your, uh, your inside management, uh, if you can get them to be championship caliber, the best that they can be. And by the way, you don't have to pay the most price, most expensive, but the best that they can be, um, I would tell you, uh, your, your, your business will rock.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I, I would think so. I, I think it feels to me like, so, so you need the, the experts who are connected to your business to be checking in with you and helping guide you and paying attention to what's happening in your business as well as what's happening in the business environment. Then you need the people inside who are a championship team that are bringing their A game and, and you know working together and stepping up and problem solving and all of that But then to have that other group of people who have different expertise maybe in different industries that can provide guidance and as you said you know can get in your face and question and and really get you thinking can can really be powerful
0: yes and you know what when you're forming these these boards or getting these people I always believe that you should sit down with them and go through what I call the ground rules. Ground rules is basically how I wanna work with you and how we're gonna to work together. Mm. I don't see people doing this. Uh, sit down with your, your attorney, sit down with your account say, this is who I am. I like my work done on time. I like uh, phone calls answered. I expect you to be proactive and I expect you at the end of the year to show me how much you saved me. Uh, I mean, that, that's what we say to our, to our employees. You know, right. you know we're gonna base on that. Uh, I, I would say that to, to a board, uh, I would say to anyone. And, and by the way, when you're selecting these, there's a couple of rules that I think are really crucial uh, in, in selecting any of your outside experts inside and in a board. And I think the first one is um, don't make it an old friend from, from, from college.
1: Uh,
0: don't, don't make it a relation. Uh, don't make it a, uh, one of your biggest clients. The, those, those are people that sometimes are not the best suited for you. They might give you answers you like, but they're not gonna give you the expertise and, and maybe the hard, uh, uh, the hard advice that uh, outside people will.
1: Yeah, right. And you really need people to tell you the truth, right?
0: Definitely, oh, yes. <laughs> if you get any kind of hint that they're patronizing you, uh, that's, uh, that those are someone you mark up as you have to replace.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, now, how what, when we talk about replacing them quickly, how quickly is quickly?
0: Well, I would tell you, I, I sat down with a client uh, a, a while ago, and uh, they had they had a, a, a chief financial officer uh, who uh, was with uh, this person for like ten years, and in interviewing her with him, I could see that. You know, uh, she basically felt threatened. Uh, she was like protecting her own little turf. Um, she did not want people to come on board like good experts and question her. Um, and I remember after that interview, I told him she has to be replaced now, immediately. <laughs> uh, she was holding up. She was holding up really uh, uh, crucial decisions about sales. And um, this was someone who was a big ball and chain. Now you don't normally have it that badly, but uh, that was one that uh, my, my client finally he saw um, and he just, uh, he sat down with her and just 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 replaced her within two weeks. Uh, wow. And by the way, um, I would say now it's been a year since he, uh, he has done that. And uh, he could see it was like a breath of fresh air in the whole organization uh, and uh, good people. A bad apple or a bad player, <coughs> excuse me, a seed player, um, get rid of them. Uh, you know uh, they they cost you money. There's a um, there's been studies out there that say bad team members cost you at least uh, two or three times what you are paying them annually every year.
1: Wow.
0: And, and by, by the way, I, I I think over the years that I have had a company and experienced that, I think they're I think they're correct.
1: So, so would you say that even if it meant that you had a hole there, it would still be better to to get rid of them, even if you don't quite have a replacement for them yet?
0: Uh, Diane, another uh, another very good insight. Uh, well, let me put it this way: I, I believe that uh, you should have an agenda and follow it, but don't die by it. So, so in other words, you may need this body for a while. Uh, yeah. So, so. Hmm so i don't say be uh how do i say uh, be compulsive or uh, whatever and just you know put immediately but uh but you target them and basically uh you know know that within a certain amount of time and seriously you're going to replace them now there are times where the person is so poor or so bad or so disruptive it has to be be immediate uh i did that with a, i had a president of my company about 12 years ago and I found out he was undermining uh, certain people in the company. And I sat down with him and I saw that he had to go immediately. And I walked in and sat down with him and, 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 I, and I fired him.
1: Yeah,
0: that, that, That's rare, though. That's rare. You, again, you normally don't have that bad a person. But if you do, you take immediate action because all your other good people are watching you.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: your good players. If you have a team, the A players want other good A players around them. If they don't have, they have B and C players, you're tolerating it. You will lose those, those eight players.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I so firmly believe in that. I think that is a huge point. So, but I also would think that like a lot of small business owners get um, gun shy. You know, I, I've seen small business owners who if they make a decision, like they do hiring and then it turns out badly, then they don't trust their ability to choose well, so yeah. you know they just can't pull the trigger.
0: Um, look, uh, we've all had bad experiences in business or with personnel, and you know what? We can all make uh, the, we can all make that excuse, but they are excuses. Look, so as a business owner, it's not the first bad decision you've made. So all you do is hopefully you get better at it, or then again, that's why you have an outside mentor board or someone mm-hmm. else. So that you can say, look, I'm considering hiring an exec here, um, you know, and sometimes I don't think I, I picked, well, I need some help, can I help you? Or another expert, especially in outside business, and I've used this too, is you have an outside uh, professional re- recruiting firm, but a very high quality one. One that they only become a partner with you in your company. So when you have really higher uh, management people to, to replace, uh, they're there guiding you. Uh, and uh, so again, It's the quality of the expert that you're using, too, that is going to help you. Because as a business owner, you're you're the visionary. You're the impetus behind the business. Um, But that doesn't mean we're we're experts in every area. That's why we need those other people to to fill in the holes of of the talents we don't have. Um, And that's why we always want to make sure they're the best ones.
1: Yeah, I always say that as the leader, it's not our job to have all the answers. It's our job to convene all the resources to find all the answers.
0: So so true, so true.
1: Yeah, yeah. wow, okay. And and so earlier on, you had said something about how the these decisions and these people impact cash flow, and that that seems to be one of the guiding, um, indicators you know are they helping with cash flow or are are they harming it can you talk some about how someone would go about identifying that
0: sure okay so so let's deal with uh let's deal because we'll deal with outside and inside let's deal with an outside expert let's deal with your accountant your cpa all right uh i i think it's really important again the ground rules you sit down with with your cpa and you say to her you know you say uh you know, at the end, I want you to be really proactive and save me money. You're out to save me tax dollars, and I want to know at the end of every year how much you have saved me. So uh, I think that by doing that there and uh, having to say uh, ha- making them making them aware that you're out to, to save money, you're sort of going to be like the squeaky wheel, and the fact that you're asking for proof of it, you're going to be squeaky wheel. And uh, I know myself when we have our firm. At the end of every year, we tell our clients how much we save them in absolute dollars. Because I, I think that they have to know. And I think you have to demand that. So that, that's a way to make sure that you're having that. Because if they're giving you any extra dollars, it's going to add to your bottom line. It's going to add to your profit. It's going to go right through, through, right through the bottom line profit for you. And what does that, what's that mean? You're going to have more cash flow to either uh, live life better. Or if you put it aside, maybe uh, get to a point where you, you retire earlier. That's where, that's where something like that can make sure you're working less hard and less years in life. So that's an outside person, an inside person. Let's say it's your CFO, your computer office manager or whatever. Um, you should be explaining to them, these are the goals for the year. This is the top line revenue. This is the, uh, this is the profit line. And, and quite frankly, you, know, you can make a game of this too. Uh, in my, when I had my, my firm, uh, when I met with my, my team, with the exact team, uh, every month, we used to have a game where everyone had to come with an idea to save cash flow. And then they used to go back to their teams, uh, the, all the other teams, and even with, down to the receptionist as their meeting monthly, and everyone had to come with, with a, a, a cash flow saving uh, idea. By the way, it didn't have to be for lower team members. It could be like $25 a month, $50 a month. But the higher team could be $200 a month. You will be shocked. If you if you have a culture like that, or you start asking that, how many ideas you're going to get? I mean, they ad, they added tens of thousands of dollars to our kind of company's bottom line. So there, and again, is another example: is by having a culture that they know their responsibility is to bring in sales and bring in uh, bring in as much profit as possible. Whether they're an executive or whether it's a receptionist, they're going to make sure that they bring in more cash flow for you and um, and, and the other shareholders or partners. And to me, you do that again, you're either gonna live life better or you're going to add more value to your company to sell, or you're eventually gonna have the option to basically uh, retire sooner or, or work less hard in life.
1: Boy, that, that's so interesting. And I love this concept of, of getting everyone thinking about it because you know once they start, then that's how they're looking at things now. it And so they, and They're going to find cost savings and efficiencies in their everyday existence that you're never going to, you know, you're not necessarily going to see for them.
0: I, I, I would tell you one to give you an idea of how, like, a, a receptionist can, can have an impact. Uh, this receptionist, uh, he saw that when we copied on our copy machine, we did a lot of copying. Uh, that basically uh, people had to change the from the black from the color to the black all the time where we're printing color and that was more expensive and they and he went through an analysis and he estimated that the company would save uh dollars a month <laughs> if we just set the machines to automatically black
1: <laughs> that's so great something as simple as that yeah <laughs> yeah because you know we get used to how we're doing things we don't pay attention to what we think are the smaller things but the smaller things add up
0: well, and you're right. And like you said it before, look, you're the visionary. You're the one that, that sets the pace of, for, for, for the company. Uh, but you need, all the, you need all the input of other people. You're not yeah. have things about those things and, and vendors and other things. And, uh, but I would tell you, you'd be surprised. Uh, how sometimes it's a home run where you find many thousands of month. Uh, most of the time, it's a five, 10, 15 bucks there, 20, but you get, you get everyone playing the game with you. And so, and that's how you want to run your team. You want your team to be uh, cohesive and all having the same plays in mind. Not all these people that are all doing their own thing.
1: Right, right. And they feel so much more connected to the outcome, and like they're contributing on an even greater level, which is a great environment to have. Yeah,
0: definitely. That's exactly it. They they almost they outdo each other, or or they're yeah. There's a pride in it. Uh, they're they're contributing, and I I think that's a uh it, used to, it, it was a lot lot of fun for us.
1: Yeah, boy, I'll bet. Seeing fun, right? I mean, you that's get more out it. of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great, work can be fun. Oh my gosh, I, I I just I love this. Now, talk to me some about um, your, your new book, Master Your Business Cash Flow you know what what's the uh, you know don't tell us everything about it because we want people to buy it but w- what was the um impetus of you writing it and and what will people get out of it
0: well the impetus was uh you know i've been in the business the wealth management business for for over 30 years and when i began i was like maybe like a lot of entrepreneurs or initial business owners is that i just felt like if i built something they'll all come and, uh, and quite frankly, I, I'm a big picture person, uh, you know, and I want to get out there and build or whatever, but I don't think I was very good at running my own company. And about 30 years ago, maybe after being in business a few years, I almost went under. Uh, you're talking about CPA too, by the way. I almost went under. My business went almost out of business. I almost went bankrupt because I was not watching cash flow. I was not paying attention to people I had surrounded, with, uh, I surrounded myself with as, external experts or internal and uh, and I was very lucky a couple of mentors that I really respected uh, helped me look at this uh, speak you know you you know uh, you know really got in my face about changes and I was able to um, to go into my business remove the the people that I that that I that were not uh, helping me uh, pivot the business and quite frankly, come back from that and establish a really uh, world-class uh, company. And and but uh, but I learned along the way a couple things. And this is where both of my books, Master Cash Flow, is that um, I don't care. Okay? Cash flow is, is is everything in a business. Again, if you're if you're good at sales and other things as the uh, owner of the company, fine. But make sure you have systems that you know what cash flow is, or people around you do, and they're on it all the time. So the book was basically what I taught after that. I, I became a zealot of really how to uh, look, look at your business, look at systems, the people that you bring in, uh, how, how to pivot in your company. Uh, there's, a, there's a chapter on using debt smarter to, 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 to grow your business. Uh, and uh, and you know there's taxes in there, there's pension, because it's all around, if you have a business, you want to enjoy what you're doing but you also want to make sure that it's going to supply the life you want now. Not, not, not 20, 30 years from now, but now, so that you can enjoy life along the way, have balance with between work and, and personal. And then you want to be able to have the option someday, 50, 60, whatever age you want, of coming into your office or your store and saying, today it's my option. I, I have built up my wealth, my pension, whatever, to where I don't have to, when I work here, it's my own choice. So my whole book is around that in going through all the parts of your business, all the decisions you make, all the people you surround yourself with to make the best financial decisions. What I call the 100% correct financial decision all the time.
1: That's really terrific. And as you were talking, I was thinking one of the things that small business owners don't pay attention to is the importance of profit more than revenue. Which also speaks to cash flow, right? You know, it's not about the revenue, it's about the profit margin.
0: Well, as I'm sure you've seen, a lot of business owners are normally the top salesperson or the pusher of revenue. But you're right. Um, I remember sitting down with a a client, a person 10, 15 years ago, and they were proud of the fact that they were bringing in so much revenue. And I turned around and said, Yes, but who's keeping it here? Uh, You know, You have to have. You want to make sure it stays with you. It doesn't flow out the door too. Uh, and uh, and I, I think you, I think there's so many people that enjoy building a business, making the sale, taking care of clients, which are all really uh, terrific and valuable a- attributes. But it's like you want to make sure either you or you have the people that's going to keep the revenue in because if you don't, it's not going to be there.
1: Right. Right. And you're not going to be able to grow.
0: You're not going uh, to grow, you work harder than, than you have to, you work more yeah. years in life, and uh, maybe you'll have to work, uh, keep on working when you're 65, 70, 75, because you haven't done that before.
1: Yeah, definitely. Or maybe you'll end up having to work for someone else because it wasn't Precisely. successful. Yeah, yeah. It's really great, Al. So uh, please tell the listeners uh, how they can find you, how they can find your books, please.
0: Easy to find me, uh, you go to uh, alzenek, Z-D-E-N-E-K.com. You go to uh, my website, you'll see uh, workshops I've given, you'll, you'll see speeches, I do a lot of, of writing there. Um, and uh, you'll see where you can look you can, look, uh, you can o- order my books or find out where to find them or get them from, from, from Amazon. Um, by the way, you also see on the, on the site, since we're talking about championship team today, is you'll see a, a questionnaire or sort of a, a mini workshop, it's free, on how to, how to look and see if you have a championship team. And then basically there's some forms and other things for you to follow so that you can start judging your team and maybe start taking some positive action.
1: Oh, that's terrific. Wonderful, thank you for that. Well, uh, listeners, uh, another great episode for you. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, you know, head on over to uh, audibletrial.com slash sign up for the free trial that we're offering you, and check out all of the fabulous content that is available on audible.com. And uh, while you're out there looking around for stuff, head over to your favorite bookstore and pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.
0: The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now.